temple, come on. When our praises fill this temple, when our praises fill this temple for you, Lord God. Come on, because he's good, his love never fails. You sing. Sing it to Jesus today. Let our praise. Can we just keep this posture with our hands lifted high to heaven? If he's done something for you today, if he set you free, can we just lift our hands? Only if you believe that for yourself, that Jesus has saved us, that we have freedom in his name. It's all across this place. If you love him and you just want to worship with me today, would you lift your hands as a sign of surrender? To the King of Kings, God, we thank you. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for choosing us, for dying for us today. God, we worship you. We adore you, Jesus.
to you, the slain and risen King. We lift our voice with heaven, singing worthy, the Lord of all. You're the Lord of all. You're the Lord of all. Amen. Do you believe He's the Lord of all? Come on, if he set you free, just give him your praise for 15 seconds, if you can. We just celebrate his love this morning. We thank you, oh, we thank you, God. Good morning, church. Thank you for being here. It's so nice to be in his presence, amen. There's nothing like it, no matter when we go to a football game, Disneyland, it's in these moments that he changes us, right? For all eternity. So hey, why don't you find someone next to you, say hello, maybe someone new if you're feeling adventurous. I see you soon. morning everyone how about that good for our morning. worship team huh? yeah that was awesome they were great they were great I know sometimes like when new songs come on and I'm just standing there like gosh I don't really like I'm not really sure what's going on I don't know like am I supposed to lift my hands now or not lift my hands or whatever and then ding by the end of it I'm like nope my hands are up the whole entire time that is that is a good song so thank you worship team for introducing us to something new that's awesome well I want to welcome everybody here today and I want to introduce myself. My name is Heather. And I'm Sarah. This is the dream team up here, okay? Just in case you didn't know, like, you know. I know you're used to seeing us with our other halves, but today we decided it was better if it was just the two of us. Right, yeah. Who needs them anyhow? <laughs> All right, we want to thank you for joining us, Church Online. And we also want to continue with our worship with our tithes and offerings today. We can give so many different ways. So whatever is best for you, we have um, our church center app, livingstones.tv. You can donate on there. We also have the Bible app. We also have in person. So <laughs> we'll have our ushers come up and they'll pass the buckets along. And if for whatever reason you don't feel comfortable putting your money into the bucket, we have a box in the back that you can stipple envelope in there and tithe that way as well. And then, um, sorry, I'm loud. Okay. Um, so our tithe verse for today comes from Proverbs, which is my, I think my favorite book in the Bible, because I just feel like um, Proverbs just has so much wisdom and that's what I want. I want God's wisdom, right? And how else do we get that besides going to his word? And so he has a whole book that just is full of wisdom for us. So um, Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. And so this is just our opportunity, like God, you know, I, I feel like I say the same thing every time I come up here and talk, but
but God's blessed us to be able to work, to be able to have a job, to be able to have a home, to be able to have a car, to be able to have a family, to be able to have food in our mouth, to be able to have gas in our gas tank. He's blessed us with all of it. So how dare we hold anything back from him? And so this just speaks to me like, give him the best part. Don't give him the leftover. Like, oh, you know, um, you know, I have a quarter left in my purse after I, you know, bought all my groceries. No, like I want to give him the best part of it because I want him to be able to bless me in my obedience. So, um, you want to pray? Okay. We're going to close our eyes and pray. Heavenly father, we want to thank you for every person present today. We want everybody to feel just as welcomed today as every single day, Lord. We ask that you bless these tithing, bless these offerings. We ask that every person in here just feel your presence and just open their hearts to give what it is that you want them to give today, Lord. We ask all these things in your most beautiful and precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Good. Thank you. Okay, so um, welcome VIP guests. If this is your first time here at Living Stones Church, we have a connection card. Let's see if it pops up on the screen back there. Maybe it will. But there's this cool connection card that's at the back, and uh, Miss Michelle's in the back, and she would love to go ahead and take um, that from you. And then in return, you just, like, put some information on a piece of paper, and you get a really cool gift. And, okay, I know I say this every time, but these are my favorite gifts in the bags back there, so... They're really cool. I like them. I might try and be like, put on a wig and be somebody new and be like, hey, here's my info. I want one of those gifts. Okay. But I can't tell you what they are. You have to figure it out on your own. Okay. Um, and then, so yeah, so stop by back there if you're new. Um, this week, we are celebrating our youth graduates. So we are celebrating our graduating seniors and our promoting eighth graders. And so that is going to be an amazing celebration. Um, school's hard and especially the past few years have, has been so challenging and difficult that it's an honor that we get to celebrate them. And so there's information about that in the Church Center app. And um, just if anybody hasn't noticed, Pastor Jen is back in the house. She had knee surgery. Um, it's probably called something fancier that I just don't know the technical terms for. But um, So she had knee surgery, and she is back and walking. So thank you for everybody that's been praying over her because she is doing awesome. She's going to start running marathons next. No. <laughs> next life. Next life, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, good. Um, and then where are the men at? Okay. We got some of you. Good. So we have Fight Club on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Again, all of the information for that is available in the Church Center app. And then um, I'm excited to talk about this. But we have our Estonia Bible Project that we are working on. Um, and Pastor Keith isn't here because he's back serving in kids. But Heather knows how excited Pastor Keith is about this. Way excited, yep. Um, and we were able to, just in one Sunday, raise enough money to provide 75 Estonian Bibles. 75. <laughs> And if you weren't here last weekend, um, Pastor Keith shared about how in Estonia, you cannot find a Bible. Like we go to Walmart and you can find, you know, five different versions of it. Or you go to Barnes and Noble, like they have shelves full of them. But in Estonia, you cannot find them anywhere. Um, and so we are partnering with um, the Bible Society and getting Bibles printed so that they can have Bibles in their churches. So when they have new people that come to church, um, it's not like, oh man, this is the pastor's Bible and now I have to give it away so somebody can have the word of God, but we're actually able to partner and to put the word of God in somebody's hand in Estonia. So that's huge. 
Yeah, so if you have a heart to give and want to um, give towards that project, on the Church Center app, there is an actual um, drop-down button that says Estonia Bible Project, so you can give specifically for that. For one, to sponsor one Bible, it's $15. So if you're like, a, I don't drink Starbucks, so I get to say this really easily, right? Um, so if you like drink Starbucks, like, I don't know, I think that's like how many? Three Starbucks drinks? You can just not have three Starbucks drinks? Two Starbucks drinks, okay. Can you just say, nope, that's only two. Okay, so, so give up two Starbucks drinks, and you can put the word of God in somebody's hand in another country that needs it. And just for the record, they only have 1% of their um, entire population that is a our believers. So they're a desperate country that needs um, the word of God, needs Jesus there. Yeah. So feel free to do that. Um, if you went to the community cleanup, can you stand up real quick? Community cleanup yesterday? Yeah. yeah. All right. And I know there were more people. There's people in the back standing up that were there. Um, so yesterday, yesterday we got the opportunity to go and do a community cleanup and it was absolutely amazing. It was three hours. It was hard work. Um, believe it or not, um, our community is, I don't know where to stand. I think <laughs> over here. Um, I won't fall off the stage though. Um, our community, you don't realize it, but there's tons of trash. So if you look at that dumpster, it's a 40 foot, right, Danny, wherever Danny is. It was a 40 foot dumpster that was completely empty. And they just walked around right around the area, around the Stater Brothers um, shopping center. And they were able to fill that entire 40 foot dumpster to the top and overflowing and we have some of our kids that were out there participating you see mattresses tires um just all kinds of stuff so super amazing to be part of making a difference here in our community so thank you to everybody that showed up to do that and there will be more opportunities to do that as well okay um, I know you guys would rather hear Heather talk, but I'm, I just have a few more. Okay. Um, anybody in here like worship? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. We are going to have a worship night on Wednesday, June 8th at 6.30 p.m. So it is going to be a night that is completely dedicated to just worship. Although we love hearing a message every Sunday, but just to be able to just get into God's presence and just be able to worship the Lord. And there's, if you've never been to one, Make it a point and go. It is amazing. Um, so that is going to be here June 8th, whether it's here or in the parking lot in here. It is in here. Yeah. Until further notice, it is in here. Yeah, unless subject to change. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we are so excited. And then you are, can follow us on um, Facebook or Instagram through the week. And, Heather, I can't help but notice, but you have this up here, and I don't know. This is not part of the script, so I don't know what's going on. Okay. So I'm turning it over to Heather now. <laughs> What is this all about? Okay. I love this color, okay. by the way. Do you like this color? Okay, so I know right now everybody is staring at this fabulous T-shirt, and you want one for yourselves, right? Yeah, I do, yes. definitely. Well, let me tell you how to get one of these fabulous T-shirts. We ask for volunteers every week, and every week everybody goes, oh, again, they're asking for volunteers again. Let me tell you why you should volunteer. While you're in here being fed by Pastor Justin, your kids are in the back being fed by volunteers. Do you have kids back there that are being fed? I do not have kids oh, back there. Okay, sorry. My youngest kid is 19. So, no, I have no kids back there. But I volunteer back there as well. 
So I am back there in the pre-K. I have your kids. I enjoy your kids. And I bet that there's somebody out there who enjoys kids just as much. One of the reasons why you should serve in kids is because our volunteers back there are always back there. And if we don't have new volunteers, the volunteers that are back there right now burn out. And if the volunteers that burn out back there have nobody to replace them, then we have no place for your kids to go. So if you feel moved to volunteer, just try it out. If you are afraid of missing Justin's fabulous message, there is another opportunity that we can use you for, Kids Club. Yeah, Kids Club, that's a good one too. So Kids Club meets in the morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, and that is for our volunteers' children. So they have a safe place to go, hang out, be loved on, and be safe while their parents are setting up this lovely display for you. <laughs> and you don't have to miss the message. You can be in church and hear the entire message. Then we just ask that you volunteer in the after church as well. We still need a place for our ministry kids to be where it's safe while their parents are here volunteering to tear down. So that way you are still getting fed. If you're so afraid of missing the message, that is one way that you can step up and help as well. Whether you have kids or not, I'm sure you've been around kids. So just know that we are raising up the next generation. And if we don't have volunteers to help raise up that generation, it fizzles. Yep, that's good. And also, if you don't, like, maybe you're like, man, you know, like, I, I'm, kids aren't really my jam, right? Um, there's a check-in station where, like, you don't even have to, like, go back and, like, teach a message if yeah. you're scared to teach a message. But you can check kids in. You can do that. Um, Pastor Chelsea, I'm sure, could use help, you know, with all of their craft projects, getting all of that together or putting together different things. I know my son um, helps put together the slideshows, which takes some off of Pastor Chelsea. So if you just feel like you want to do something and you want to be able to to serve in some way, there's a place for literally everybody to serve. And we would love to have you guys because it takes it takes a team. So thank you guys. And are, do you have anything else? Well, we just wanted to let you know that. Even if you don't want to volunteer as a kid, but I'm really pushing for you guys to be in kids. Um, we do meet at 8 o'clock in the morning, and you can come by, see the setup. You can even walk in and see how they set up kids. If you don't want to actually volunteer in kids, volunteer to set up kids. And maybe you just might get sucked into it. Yeah, that's right. good. Well, we want to welcome Pastor Justin up to this stage, and we want to thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, guys. Come on. Thank you, ladies. You guys are awesome. Oh, my goodness. How's everybody doing today? Are you excited? I tell you what, we're excited. You know why we're excited? Because we have child dedications today. That was like the best segue ever. Yeah. I just want to say that was like fantastic. We couldn't plan that better. Come on. Um, just on that note, I'm so grateful for Heather and Pastor Sarah to talk about kids ministry because you guys hear me blabbing about that all the time. Um, but I just want to put you guys at ease. Like, I write all of the lessons. You literally just can stand at the front of the classroom and just read everything that I've written out for you. Make it super simple. You don't have to, like, be super creative or write curriculum or anything like that. You can just show up and love on the kids. And it's good for them to see 
other people other than me. So good. And I like being in here with you guys, too. I want, I want to be in here more often with you. So good. Can we yes. get our, our families to come up here with their, their little ones? Come on, lift up a clap for these awesome families. So excited. Come on up here. I'm going to move this back for a minute. Get it out of the way. Come on, guys. What's up, guys? How are you? Don't you love being on stage here? You guys come over on this side. And yeah, come on over. We'll, hey, we'll, we'll go over here. Yep. What's Perfect. Up, Perfect, perfect. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Jade, I see you. Awesome. Look at these guys. Oh, my goodness. Well, we have the Guillen family and the Black family, and we're so excited to dedicate some little ones today. Super pumped about it. You know what's so cool about this is that we get to dedicate these kids to Jesus. Do you know how huge that is for a family to say, you know what? I don't have it all together. I'm not the perfect parent. Do we have any perfect parents out there? One in the back. Everybody, if you need perfect parenting, go see Adam in the back. He will give you coaching, and we'll get that figured out. But for the rest of us who are not perfect parents, we give our kids to Jesus because he's the perfect father, right? The Father God can take care of them. And so I'm excited that we get to dedicate Sophia this morning. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so awesome. You know, The reason why we bring them up here, it's kind of like a wedding when a couple says their vows and there's witnesses, Mm, right? That's right. You guys are the witnesses of this declaration that they're making to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. As parents, they are making a declaration to Mm -hmm. raise their children up in the ways of the Lord, right? That's right. And so as witnesses, just like we talked about just earlier about serving kids, as witnesses, we have a responsibility to support them as parents, and to support these kids to instill God's truth and love and values in them so that when they grow up, they don't stray from from that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it takes a village. Somebody say it takes a village. It takes a village. It takes a village because you know what? All of you are going to sign up for kids in like five (laughs) minutes, right, to be a part of kids' ministry and help raise these kids. It's just as much each of our commitments saying that these guys are going to know Jesus for themselves. I can't wait when they get to eight and nine years old and, and they're saying, hey, I'm making a personal commitment myself to have Jesus be my Lord and Savior. Yep. You know, I, I know that uh, some people ask questions about child baptisms and things like that, and there's nothing in the Bible that says you can't baptize a child. But the reason that we do baptisms when they get to be of age and they can make that decision for themselves is because that's how Jesus did it. Does that make sense? That's how Jesus did. Now, it doesn't say in the Bible that you can't do it, but what, the reason that we do child dedications is because it's the same, same heart, same meaning, yeah. to say, hey, I want my child to be dedicated to the Lord. I'm giving up. I'm relinquishing command to a degree, right? So if you could help me, we're going we're gonna to pray over a little Sophia first. <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? Yes. Isn't she awesome? Isn't she purpose-filled? Come on, yes. somebody. And the, the parents have asked that we, we pray this scripture over her. And it's Ephesians 1, 16 and 17. It says, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Amen? Come on. Let, let, Amen. Go ahead and raise your hands and we're going to pray for little Sophia. Mm-hmm. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for little Sophia this morning. We thank you that you've called her to great things. God, that you have such a purpose in her life, that she is a leader among leaders. Mm -hmm. God, that you've put her out in front. She's not meant to be in back. 
She's going to be in the spotlight. She's going to be used by you for great and mighty things. As her parents instill the word in her at such a young age, we know that she will not depart from it. And so, Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God, I just thank you for this precious, precious miracle, God. You have stitched her together in her mother's womb and brought her into this world for such a time as right now, Lord. And so, God, I just thank you, Lord. God, I pray for um, protection over her life, Lord, protection over her mind, God, that you would direct her steps, Lord, that she would um, always know the right path to take, Lord, that you would be so evident in her life, Lord, and that she would be able to um, break through doors and be able to have um, bold conversations, and God, that um, Rob and Jill would be able to have courage and strength and wisdom yes. to be able to raise her up in your truth, Lord. Come and so, God, I just thank, thank you for you, Sophia. In Jesus' thank name, you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. So, so good. So, so good. We have this little gift for you. This is a book that absolutely kicked my bottom. <laughs> Me too. Loving Your Kids <laughs> on Purpose by Danny Silk. And if you read that book and, and you grew up in the same generation or, or an older generation than I did, and a lot of the times we, we are teaching our kids from an Old Testament perspective instead of teaching our kids from a New Testament perspective. So it'll probably rock a lot of your theology. It'll rock a lot of your thinking. But I tell you what, it'll make you better parents more and more like Jesus. Isn't yeah. that the goal? Yes. Oh, my goodness. How are you doing, Jade? Are you we doing good? Over here. <laughs> right? That's awesome. I, I think I want you to stand up here the whole time while I preach. Would that be awesome? She would be like, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so we're excited to, to dedicate Jade this morning. Are you excited to be dedicated to Jesus? Yeah. You look excited. You look excited. It's pretty exciting. It's such an awesome thing. We love this family. We're so pumped to, to do life together and, and see what God's going to do next in Jade's life. And oh, my goodness. So pumped. Look at that face. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a million-dollar face right there. Wow. She's like, I'm going to hide that face now. You guys got to pay for that face. That's right. Anyway, all right, let's, let's pray over Jade this morning. Ah, Father God, we just thank you for Jade, and we thank you for the black family. God, we thank you for this little life that you've called for such a great purpose. Lord, she, I, I just see just great discernment in, in Jade. That she's going to be able to, I know you're going to appreciate this, Mom. She's going to be able to tell the difference between the right guy and the wrong guy. And so, Lord, we just thank you right now for discernment. We thank you right now for a passionate, powerful woman of God. Yes. And so, Lord, we thank you that these gifts will be unlocked in the church. They'll be unlocked as her family gets closer and closer to the Lord and experiences him more and more. That, that not just being at church, but being able to experience the power yeah. and purpose of God in their lives completely. So, God, we just thank you right now for Jade to see a great work done in her life. Thank you, Lord. God, I just see that she is going to grow to be an evangelist, even mm, in her youth, Lord. And so I just yes, thank you for Lord. her boldness, for her um, courageous spirit, Lord, mm. that um, she is meant to have a voice you, for Jesus. you, that she uh, will you, go and deliver the message of your love, God. And so I just thank you, Lord, for what you've put in her, Lord that you would just continue to allow that to blossom, Lord, that she would be an evangelist even in her own family, God, mm. God, that she would um, 
be able to um, be a light in a dark place, God, even in yes, her circle Lord. of friends as she grows older, God, and that she has so much purpose on her mm. life, Lord, that um, the bright light that is shining within her would never die dim. That's right. And so, God, I just praise you, Lord, thank and I thank you, you for, for mom and dad, God, that you would give them thank strength, you, God. God, that yes, you would um, give yes. them everything that they need to be able to raise her well, Lord. Yes, Raise her in your word. Raise her in your truth, God, and in your wisdom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That's awesome. There you go, Brittany. That's a gift for you, too. Can we lift up a shout for these families? Come on. Families getting closer to Jesus. That's what it's all about. We love you, Sophia. We love you, Jade. We love you guys so much. Levi, Leviticus. He's such a cool. He's like, who's talking to me? Is that the Lord? The voice of the Lord? Oh, come on, brother. He's like, where's my picture, huh? You're, that's what it is. <laughs> Love you, dude. Hey, come on. He almost never gives me a high five. I know. That was a, that was a good day. It's a good day. And we're going to have a good message today. Are you ready? There we go. Come on. He's ready. All right. Let's do it. Let's, who's ready for the word this morning? We got a couple people. You know what? I'm excited to get in the word this morning. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> do we have some paper Bible people in here this morning? Where's some paper Bibles at? Oh, my goodness. We got some paper Bibles in here. There's some good-looking ones. I like the blue ones. The blue ones are my favorite. I like those. And those bright colors are fun, too. Where, I don't know where Pastor Sarah is. She wasn't showing off her Bible this time. Goodness gracious, she's going to lose the title. She's, oh, she's in preschool. She's taking care of preschool stuff. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. I love our team. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 11. We're going to hang out there for a little bit. There it is. You, you got her Bible for her? That's well done, Pastor Jen. She picking up where we left off. It's so good. Who loves God's word? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Sometimes, you know, if it says what I want it to say, if I read the right message, you know, read, read the right verses. Sometimes in my study, God, like, reprimands me, and I don't really like that very much. So, Who loves God's word? Okay, all right. I just want to make sure I'm in the right church, you know. If I need to go down to another building, we can do that. I, I don't know. You know, I, I get excited about God's Word. Somebody tell me they're excited about God's Word. That's it. Come on. Come on. You know, um, I want to say hi to some of the people online. I love, I love talking to people online. We, you know, we have a whole, like, community of people that, that are just online. We have, we have people that watch from Texas every single week. We got people that, that have watched from Pennsylvania, from Washington State, from uh, Oklahoma. We got people all over the place just watching online. Sometimes we get people from Estonia watching or down in Mexico. It's pretty awesome. People all over the place. So Bryson family, we love you. Phil Norman, love you. Lynn Leppelman, you're amazing. Todd Rounds, we miss you too, brother, and we love you. Dorothy Faraganin's always watching. We love you. Um, Melanie McKinney, love you so much. Oh, my gosh, look at all these amazing people watching online. Jason Buchanan, when I saw your name on there this morning, I was just thinking about you and praying for you, just going, JB, I feel like you need to be in this house with me. Help me come help me build this church, buddy. We're going to do some crazy stuff together. Thank you so much. Cliff is watching. Come on, Cliff. Love you, dude. Thanks for sharing your bride with us. We appreciate you. Oh, my gosh. Is there anybody else? Oh, Dave and Diane Keys. Love you so much. Monica Harper. Love you. Drew Urbasic out in Texas. Love you, buddy. Oh, my gosh. So many cool people. Stacy Vargas. Love you. 
Anyway, just love talking to everybody online, seeing everybody out there watching. If I missed your name, I'm sorry. I love you. Comment more and I might see you. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get through that. You know, I don't know if you grew up in a family like me. And maybe you did. Maybe you'll relate to this. Maybe you won't. But when my family and I, we would get in like, like arguments or, or at least we would call them debates. Does anybody ever, your, your family doesn't get into things like that, do they? No? No, never. Everybody agrees, right? You're like, we all vote for the same person. We all think this show is better than that show, right? All those things. You know, I, in my family, it always came down to somebody getting the last word. Are you with me? Like, it, 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 it'd be silent for a minute, and then somebody would just, like, pop up, and it, the argument, like, never stopped. Are you with me? Like, because there was always somebody had to get the last word. Like, you'd be, like, walking out the door, like, mm-hmm, this is what I think. You know, yeah, now you can't say anything to me, right? And the other person, like, run to the door and open it up, and this is what I think. And, you know, like, is anybody with me? You grew up in the same family as me? We had a couple people, a couple raised hands. That's honest people, that's good. If, you're, if your family's in the room, I understand why you didn't raise your hand. You'll probably argue about that later, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. So if you haven't figured it out yet, the title of today's message is The Last Word. Tell your neighbor it's the last word. The last word. I'm excited to get in here this morning. Who's enjoyed this Flip the Script series so far? You know, I just love how God turns what we think should be upside down, changes it completely from what we had planned. Is anybody with me? Is anybody living in a plan that God planned instead of the one that you thought you had planned? I see a few people, a few faces going, yep, that's me. Come on, somebody. It's just awesome to watch God do what he does. So we're going to jump into Acts chapter 11, verse 1. If you'd like to, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app. If you go in there, click the More button on the bottom right-hand corner, and then click on Events, you can find Living Stones Church, and I have all my notes in there. Who, who, who's, who cheated in school? Yeah, we got some real people in here. Come on. I, I, I'm as cliff notes, and if I didn't get the cliff notes, I was sitting next to the smart kid to make sure that I made friends. I'm just a friendly guy, you know what I'm saying? Made friends with the smart kid so I could say, hey, what was your favorite part of the book? And they'd go, oh, well, I like this, this, and this. I'm like, good, I'm going to use that on the test. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Making good friends. That's all it is. I'm just a friendly guy. That's all it is. Anyway, let's go into Acts chapter 11, verse 1. It says, soon, somebody say soon. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea, that the Gentiles had received the word of God. You know, before I go too far, I want you guys to know where I got this message this morning. I got this message from kids' church. Are you guys ready for Sunday school? It's about to go down, okay? I can't say that it's the same rating. You know, we might be be doing PG-13 in this version of it versus maybe their G version of it, but... We're going to have fun. This is, this is some of the stuff that the kids went over last week in Sunday school, but uh, I might give you a little bit different version on it. So verse 2, but when Peter, somebody say Peter, he's a very important character in all this, when, but when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. Verse 3, you entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Somebody, I heard a gasp. There was a gasp. He ate with Gentiles. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Anyway, verse 4. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. Verse 5. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by by four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. 
When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds. And I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Verse 8, no, Lord. Somebody say, no, Lord. This is our response a lot of the times when God tells us to do something. No, Lord, I replied. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. Verse 9, but the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Come on, somebody. Verse 10, this happened three times because we don't get it the first time, do we? (laughs) This happened three times before the sheet and all of it that it was contained was pulled back up to heaven. Let me ask a question. How many of us have traditions? Does anybody have traditions? We have some traditions, don't we? Like, uh, we got, we got uh, all the uh, holidays coming up. It seems like they're always coming up. As soon as they're over, they're coming up. Are you with me? Does anybody have holiday traditions? Right? Do you have, do you have traditions that you have for the summer? You go to a specific, like, place or go on vacation? I know a lot. You can't tell me you don't go on vacation in the summer because I don't see you here. So I know you're on vacation somewhere. Are you with me? Who goes camping during the summer? Do we have campers out there? We have a few campers. Who, who, who does glamping? Like you're like, no, I don't camp. That, that's sleeping on the ground. As long as I have a bed or a cabin or, some, or a hotel with three stars and above, I will go glamping by all means. Are you with me? Right. So some of us have some traditions. And when we have traditions, we get stuck in a rut a lot of times of doing the same things over and over again. But I have to ask too, do we have traditions in religion? We do. We have traditions in religion. We, if you come to a service, most services are in the same format almost every time. Did you, did you know that we have traditions? We do things a certain way? Man, but I have to wonder, is, are our traditions sometimes getting in the way of a move of God? We get so stuck in our traditions that we can't let God move the way he needs to. What if, come on, now this might hit some, hit some heartstrings, and I apologize if this hurts, but if the shoe fits, wear it. But what if God told you to go to Mexico and love on the kids this summer, and it's during the time when you would usually go on vacation? What if you're thinking, oh, but the cost of gas right now, if I were to pay for gas to go down to Tijuana, it would probably cost them almost the same much as if I wanted to go to one of these different places that we have traditionally go to. Come on. But if God asked you to, if God asked you to, hey, traditionally we come to church, I get here around, you know, 945 or some of us 1015. Church starts at 10, so we get there about 10.15. I get there at 10.15. It takes me five minutes to walk from the parking lot into here. So it's about 10.20. We get the last song. Are you with me? Traditionally, now God starts putting on your heart, well, maybe, maybe I do care about the next generation. I probably should serve and, and see these kids rise up and know Jesus for themselves. We, got, we might have to break tradition. Oh, but that's the only day I sleep in. How many people have said that one? Oh, I've got to get up early all week long. It's the only, one of the only days I get to sleep in. It's time to break tradition so that we can see God move. Are you with me? Who wants to see God move? Then if you want to see God move, I have to ask the same question. Who wants to break tradition? Yeah, I didn't get as much excitement on that one. You mean I have to break my habits to see God move? You might. 
You might, here's, here's the first point. Where are my note takers at? Do we have note takers this morning? We've got a couple note takers. Who, who, who takes notes on their phone? Do we have some people take notes on their phone? Who is lying right now because they're actually on Facebook? There you go, Sam. Thank you so much. You know, we got some honest people. Oh, I'm just kidding. Point number one for my note takers. God gets the last word regarding our traditions. God gets the last word regarding our traditions. Matthew 15, verse 1, it says, Some Pharisees, come on, somebody say Pharisees. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. i got to be honest with you. This happens so much in church, I can't even tell you. I, like, I get people that get upset because I didn't do it the way that their old pastor did it. Well, that's just not how you do it. You have to say these words before you take communion. Oh, you do? Hmm, I didn't read that in the Bible anywhere. That's interesting. Oh, because that's how your old church did it. Oh, ah, now I get it. We, we get so stuck in tradition, we lose the heart of what the purpose of what we're doing is. Somebody say Pharisees. The church is full of modern-day Pharisees. It is. We're full of modern-day Pharisees. I've met so many pastors that are do as I say, not as I do pastors. It bothers me so much. Like, I, I love, I don't know about you, but I love participating. Are you with me? You get so much out of participation. I think I scare the participators. I mean, look at the first three rows. Like, I'm going to have to come out and preach down there so that you guys will see me. Are you with me? It's hard to participate. You get scared, don't you? Some Pharisees. Ooh. Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commands of God? Verse 4. I love Jesus. Does anybody love Jesus? Oh, when I think about Jesus, I think about this guy that's just in this long draping robe, sitting there, and all the children are coming, and the little lambs, and he's petting them. Like, isn't this the Jesus we think of? No, I love the, the B.A. Jesus right here. This, this, this is Jesus. Great question. Why do you, by your traditions, violate direct commandments of God? Verse 4, for instance just in case you were wondering how you screwed up. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. That's a great tradition. Man. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I, what I would have given to you. Come on, some people using church as an excuse not to love their family. Hello. Verse 6, in this way, you say that you don't need to honor their parents. So you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. Come on. Verse 7, you hypocrites. This is Jesus. Be a Jesus. Are you with me? You hypocrites. There's an exclamation point. You hypocrites. That means he didn't whisper it to them. And go, you guys are such hypocrites. If you just figure this out, the rest of the people would actually follow you. No, he said, you hypocrites. Oh, you're so worried about your tradition that you don't even care about the move of God anymore. Oh, man. I, I wonder what would happen in church. Whoa, that's feeling I better take some of that. 
Here we go, before I get the word of God all wet, are you with me? You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Man, this is, this is some heavy, heavy stuff today. Anybody feeling the weight of this, this word this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm like, dude, I feel like I just got my butt kicked by Jesus. Dang, Jesus. Like, don't, I thought you loved me no matter what. Like, take me as I am. Like, I'm jacked up, Jesus. Like, no, I, I love that Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to religious leaders. He's talking to the people who are supposed to be teaching and, and supposed to be sharing the word of God and sharing God's spirit with people. And yet, they're so worried about tradition. They're so worried about things being a certain way that they forget the Spirit of God altogether. Are you with me? Come on, Jesus. Somebody say, come on, Jesus. Say, you're B.A., Jesus. Yeah, come on. You know what? There's nothing wrong with tradition. Somebody say, there's nothing wrong with traditions. Because all of us are thinking that right now, like, oh, do I have to give up all my traditions? Like, holy moly, like, I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, like, put to death. I mean, goodness gracious, Jesus, you know, like, just having, tra- I guess I can't, we can't go camping this week, you know, this, this summer, honey. I, I'm sorry, we, we have to cancel that trip to Florida. Oh, my goodness, you know, are you with me? No, that's not it. Traditions are not bad. Traditions are not bad. Somebody say traditions are not bad until it hinders what God is wanting to do until it hinders what God is wanting to do. If our traditions become more important than what God wants to do. That means, I, I love when Jesus is, is, is doing his ministry. He's on his way to do things and gets interrupted. Does he stop and, and, and allow the interruption? Yes, he does. Always. Because most interruptions are from God. Is that crazy? I, I, I was thinking about that this morning as, as I was talking to somebody, as I'm putting the signs out on the street and somebody walks by and I, I, I could have just been, hey, I got to get these signs out. I got to get these signs out. But then you take a moment to say, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Are, are you pulling over to put me in the truck? Like, what, what, what's going on here? You know, and just say, God bless you. I hope you have an amazing day. And they see me put that church sign back down there. I mean, how many times have people been ignored by the church? Just walk right by them. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. God sometimes is the one orchestrating the interruptions. Let's go back to Acts chapter 11. Chapter 11, verse 11. Just then. Come on, somebody say just then. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. Verse 12. The Holy Spirit told me to go. Hmm, How many of us know the voice of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers were a, who here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who he had sent for us. Verse 13, he told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. Verse 14, he will tell you, how you, will, how you and everyone in your household can be saved. Now, you have to understand, I, I love Peter. Is anybody a Peter fan? We got some Peter fans? Like, I, I wish we had some Peter t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a Peter fan because this dude jacks up so much, gives me hope all the time. 
I mean, Jesus said, this is, you are the rock in which I'll build my church. That gives me so much hope. I mean, this guy's jacking up all the time. Peter, Peter, Peter messed up so many times. If you read about Peter, I mean, he's slicing people's off. And Jesus has to go, hey, I'll put that back on. Come on, Peter, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and he's like, hey, I'll never betray you. And then here comes the crow. Three times he betrays him, right? This is Peter. And then, and then he, has, he has this commissioning, right? The great commission. Go out and make disciples, right? He, he, Jesus had been healing Gentiles. Jesus had been ministering to Gentiles. But you know what? Peter, when, when Jesus was gone, Peter went back to his old thing in so many ways. He went back to his old Jewish views. He went back to his old Jewish traditions to say, no, God, I won't eat an unclean thing. And he says, why do you call it unclean what I've called clean? Why do you call these people unclean that I've called you to go and serve? I mean, God had to get his attention in a dream and then even three times in the dream remind him, hey, I'm calling you to this. I mean, Peter gets rebuked multiple times for, hey, why are, why are you only preaching to the Jews and not preaching to the Gentiles? I don't know if any of you relate to Peter, but I relate to Peter big time because I'm a sinner saved by grace. Are you with me? Do we have anybody else in here that, that knows they're not perfect, that doesn't have it all together and is willing to admit it? Like, I'm right there with you. The only reason I stand on a platform is so the people in the back can see me. That's the only reason. I'm not on a platform because I'm better than anybody. Are you with me? God doesn't put you on a platform to make you better than anybody. Just because you're a Jew doesn't make you better than anybody. Are you with me? Just because you go to church doesn't make you better than anybody. Just because you wore a collared shirt today doesn't mean that you're better than anybody. Are you with me? We are called to reach people. Do I get an amen for that? Maybe some, sometime. We'll see. Anyway, same people that love the word of God. Verse 15. As, as I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them. Just as he fell on us at the beginning. Verse 16. Did anybody feel that right there? <laughs> Holy Spirit's in this room today. Verse 16, then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized by, with the Holy Spirit. Verse 17, and since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us, that when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you feel that right now this morning. I feel the Holy Spirit right here. Because you know what? While we were worshiping that in that last song, I just felt chains were going to fall off of people today. There's been expectations. There's been things that you've been living. There's been traditions you've been living by that have enslaved you to not knowing what God wants to do next. I don't know about you, but I, I've been enslaved in my mind for too long. Is anybody with me? I'm doing a, this sugar cleanse right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. No sugar for the last week. Oh, for the first three days, I went through depression like nobody's business. Started questioning all meaning of life. Is God even real? I mean, why can't I have a carne asada burrito right now? Like, come on in the name of Jesus. And then 
couple days went by, and then all of a sudden I felt like I did this like lower back workout on one side because my liver is actually doing what it's supposed to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, that hurts. What is that? I feel like I got hit by a truck. It's amazing how all of a sudden when my traditions, the things that I've always done, were actually creating such pain for me. Is anybody with me? Uh, Yesterday I sat with a couple of gentlemen who were completely different races, came from different backgrounds, but were told by their doctors that it was hereditary that they had high blood pressure. And here I am reading about the, the effects of sugar in our life and how it actually is one of the biggest reasons that we have fatty liver and high blood pressure. I'm like, is it really genetics or is it just what we put in our mouth? Come on, traditions. Come on, traditions. I tell you what, I woke up this morning. It's Sunday. I, we, we, sometimes we go to Starbucks on the way to church. And I like to get a, what, what do I get, Danny? She knows exactly right. You know what it is. You don't? I always ask her to get it for me. But Lauren knows everything that I eat all the time. But I always get that, that sausage, egg, and cheese muffin thing from and so Chelsea asked me, what, do you want anything from Starbucks? I'm like, oh, 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 I want that sausage muffin. And then she's like, really? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want. Is anybody traditions, right? We get something. We get the same. Is anybody like me? You get the same thing at the restaurant that you go to every time. Like, like I don't need a menu. I'm good. I'm good. We get to Red Robin. I don't need a menu. I don't know. I don't need a menu. I will get the Royal Red Robin burger with, with the egg fried all the way, some pink with the fries on the side with, you know what I'm saying? Garlic fries on the side. That's where it is. That's where it is, guys. Just filling your arteries with all that goodness. You just know what you want. Traditions. Traditions. You know, five, six years ago, my doctor said that my traditions were going to kill me. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Kept doing the same thing. Hoping for different results? No, just knowing that this is the way I am. I guess it's going to kill me someday. We got some people here, right? Come on. It's the way I am. I mean, how many people can attest, can testify, right, if we're going to go old school, testify that pastor talks about in and out a lot, right? Are you with me? Traditions that were going to kill me. Old mindsets getting in the way of what God's, the work that God wants to do in our lives. Mm. How many of us, our old mindsets, are getting in the way of the purpose that God has for our life? Listen, you sinned. Oh, surprise. You sinned. Last time I read the book of Romans, it told me that no one is good enough. Not one. You sinned. You know what the enemy will tell you? Is that sin disqualifies you. That sin doesn't disqualify you. It makes you human. Hello. It makes, it makes Jesus' death on the cross worth something. Because he paid a price so that you could be free. Are you with me? He says, listen, don't let that sin control you. Don't let that sin put you in a pit for the rest of your life, deeming you inadequate to do anything in the kingdom. You know what I hate about tradition? Oh, I'm getting all, all, all flustered now. You know what I hate about tradition? You know, I've watched a lot of pastors fall. I've watched a lot of pastors fall. Sexual immorality, financial you know, dismay, doing, doing the wrong thing with money. I've watched a lot of pastors fall. You know what the saddest thing is? 
the church crucifies them. The last time I checked, there was one to be crucified for all. Come with a repentant heart and fix yourself. Is anybody with me? The worst thing that I could see is taking an anointed man, an anointed woman who made a mistake or got caught in their own sin. And now that anointing is null and void from what God wants to do. Are you with me? Oh, drives me nuts. Because God, like, I look at Peter and then I think of that same person who's now disqualified by tradition. Well, you made this mistake. Now you need to go up and publicly announce that I, w- I will be stepping down from my duties as pastor because I have, I have sinned and lived a sinful lifestyle. That's a tradition that's a bunch of BS. I don't read that tradition anywhere in here. Yes, we have to acknowledge that we did something wrong. Repent. Repent means to walk away from, walk in a U-turn. It's time to say, hey, you know what? I screwed up. I admit it. Here I am. I'm a sinner just like everybody else. And you know what? I'm sorry about it because it, it messes up the church. It messes up their belief. But I tell you what, I'm just as human as everybody in here. I wasn't born mighty and mightier and holier than thou. Are you with me? It's not even a question of if I sin. It's when. It's when. I can tell you I've sinned many times. Are you with me? Uh, just on the freeway. <laughs> Nobody with me? I mean, come on. I mean, when, when your motorcycle goes from zero to 60 in five seconds, you want to test that even when it's in 35-mile-an-hour zone. Come on, somebody. I have some humans in here. I just want to check because, listen, I'm, I'm, this is where the chains start to fall off because we've so enslaved ourselves in our own sin and our own mis- misgivings and our own junk that we've now disqualified ourselves. What would we say to Peter? What would, what would the church do to Peter today after all the crud that dude did? Oh, you're supposed to be the rock in which God builds his church? I guess it was a pebble. Are you with me, right? There's no rock in that. Like, when I look at Peter, if I were to look at Peter in a judgmental, churchy way, wow, Peter, you just want to hang out with all your church buddies and not actually be an evangelist anymore, huh? Huh. You consider Gentiles unclean? What, you think you're better than them? What would, I mean, what would Jesus say? I mean, if he said this to the Pharisees, if he was standing there right then and looking at Peter, he'd probably say something like, Get thee behind me, Satan. Do you remember when he said that to Peter? It was right after he said, you'll be the rock in which I build my church. Right after it. Because all of us fall short. All of us are unworthy. That's why we need Jesus. We need Jesus to get through it sometimes. Are you with me? I got to be honest with you. Yesterday, was it yesterday, Charles, when, when Noah woke me up at five in the morning? Or was that the day before? Yesterday or the day before, your pastor woke up and said a four-letter word that starts with F and ends with uck. As I was walking down the stairs, because somebody left a, a board game right on the stairs, and, and your pastor tripped down the stairs, and what's the, in the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I said, holy, are you with me? Fire truck. I didn't even say holy, huh? It was just fire truck. That's all it was. We have humans here, yeah? I said a curse word. 
According to the Bible, I'm now disqualified. I'm disqualified to preach. This was my last sermon. I just want to let you know. From now on, Pastor Jen will be taking over the church. And Did you? Oh, well, Jen's disqualified too. Sarah, did you curse any time this last week? I'm looking for a pastor who has not said, is there anyone in here who didn't sin this last week so that you could come up here and preach so that we can live according to, Jesus forgave our sin. He covered our jacked upness. He covered our Peterness. The rock in which I'll build my church. I believe this church is named Living Stones Church. I see a lot of stones, a lot of rocks in which God wants to build his church. And I see a lot of Peters. Some of us more Peter than the other. Are you with me? Right? It's the one that raises their hand that really knows. Like, I am more Peter than the rest of the room. Are you with me? Right? (laughs) Inappropriate things just came to my mouth. i got to be careful. I know my mind. Don't let it come out. Filter. 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 Old mindsets get in the way of God doing a work in the lives of people. We're clinging to our own understanding. How many of us are clinging to an understanding we have that is hiding what God wants to do in and through our lives? My understanding is that I'm disqualified. Therefore, I sit in my chair. I sit on the bench, not ready for the game. Are you with me? Here's point number two. This is going to be a good day. I can feel it already. Point number two, and we have seven minutes left. Come on, somebody. Let's see how we can kick this into high gear. Point number two, I will put down my old ways to take up what God wants to do now. Now. Somebody say now. Can I tell you something? Now is always happening. It's always happening. It's, it's, it's now, and it's now, and it's still now. Are you with me? It's always, God is doing something now. I'm not concerned about what he did yesterday. Yesterday was awesome. We, we get to clean up French Valley. Like they, they did this same cleanup thing last year, and they had half the people. You know why? Because we, we filled in the other half this year. The, you should have seen the excitement on their face. I didn't know what to expect. Like as we went in there, I was like, I was really hoping that people were going to show up. And we had about 25 of our people out of the 40 people that were there show up. They, they were hoping that we would be able to fill most of that bin. But when God doubles what you thought was going to happen, are you with me? And you know what? And I think we barely even scratched the surface of what we could do. They should have to have three and four of those things out there and a huge block party for what God's about to do in our city. Are you with me? Because there's something spiritual. I was talking to Pastor Keith, and he was like, oh, that was so awesome. I'm so glad everybody did that. And I was talking to him, and he's like, hey, I feel like that's something spiritual. How many times as we drive through our city, we don't see junk like that? I wouldn't have imagined. Like, if, if you want to know how big that thing was, look at the stage. From, from that side to that side, it's about 40 feet, and, and, and a little bit taller than me, about this tall, full of trash, this whole stage. Just from one city block. One. In French Valley. Our, our beautiful, pretty little French Valley. I drive by and it looks great. And yeah, maybe a little bit of trash on the side of the road, but nothing huge. Was there some huge stuff, right? Full mattresses. I mean, I mean that, that tire you guys saw up there, that was, that was to a Mercedes Benz. 
I was like, what in the world? I mean, it's got good tread on it. I'm like, this might look good on my Chevy. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm sitting there going like, who throws these things out, you know? Old mindsets. Old mindsets. I will put down my old ways and take up what God wants to do now. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. But God, I don't get it. The church already condemned me. They put me out. They said that I'm not good enough. They said because I screwed up that I'll never be able to be in the pulpit again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will. In all you do, do you think that it's his will that deems you inadequate? I have never seen an inadequate person. Never. I don't care what they're doing right now. I don't care what they are professing right now. Listen, Paul wrote half of the New Testament. Persecutor, killer, murderer of Christians. Called by God. Also a jacked up human being, just like Peter. Are you with me? These are the forefathers of our faith following Jesus and messing up the whole time. You are qualified. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Verse seven, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Oh, I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I think I'm special. I'm the one that God didn't call. I'm the one that God called to be a bump on the log. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You know what I think evil is? Evil isn't the fact that you sinned. Evil is the fact that you're still living in it. That you won't get up off your rusty dusty and go do something. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Is this word touching anybody this morning? It's probably just touching all the people online. Hello, people online. This is our joyous, welcome to our program. Verse 8, then you will have healing. Somebody say healing. Healing for your body and strength for your bones. I think we need to read verses 7 and 8 again right here. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then, there's a contingency. You've got to turn away from evil. You've got to give up the old way of thinking. You've got to give up this old lifestyle, this poor me. Look at me. Look, at, I'm, I'm, I'm useless in the Lord. I tried and look, look what happened to me. Look what the church did to me. Look what it did to my family. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. When we put our understanding and our wisdom above the living word of God, death and destruction is the result. Did anybody hear me? When we put our own understanding and our own wisdom above the living word of God, death and destruction are the result. Healing and strength comes from putting our understanding and traditions on the altar and saying, God, you get the last word. Come on, somebody say, God, you get the last word. You get the last word. Who do you, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am, God? All I've ever been is my addiction. All I've ever been is a sinner. All I've ever been is broken. All I've ever been is messed up. I mess up again and I mess up again. I think I've read this somewhere in the Bible before. I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I do want to do. Was that written by Paul? The same guy who wrote half the New Testament? This guy admitting that he's jacked up? 
Come on, somebody. You get the last word, God. Here I, I, love, I love what Peter said when Jesus first approached him. He says, not me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. He knew. He knew as Jesus filled that boat full of fish that he didn't deserve it. Guess what? The person sitting next to you doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve the blessings of God. They don't deserve to be used by God. Don't look at your spouse. That was messed up, bro. Like, I knew it was her, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I'm just teasing you because you have a glorious beard. That's all it is. Well done, sir. <sighs> but he knew. He knew that he was messed up and that God could still use him because God gets the last word. In Acts 11, verse 18, I'll get my worship team to come up here so I can finish this thing. You've got to help me land this plane. Some people don't like flying, and we're flying way too long right now. Acts eleven eighteen, When the others heard this, when they heard what happened to Peter, as God rebuked him in his dreams and said to go after these Gentiles, and when the Holy Spirit came on them just like he came on the disciples, this is what the Pharisees said. This is what the Jews said. Then when the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. You want to shut people up? How, wouldn't it be nice if we could just shut all the hypocrites of church up? You know how you do it? You actually believe. You actually live out the purpose that God put in you. Do we want, like, I don't know about you. I know it's an uphill battle. Does anybody know when it's an uphill battle? Like, I, I did this thing in the Marine Corps when, when, when I was in, in boot camp. It was called the Crucible. And we went up this hill. It seemed like for days. Just up the hill, and then you get to the plateau, and you're like, there's more? Holy moly, with, with 40 to 50 pounds of gear on your back, and and you're just trying to keep up with the guy in front of you so you don't run over the guy behind you. Sometimes it feels like the trek is uphill. And you know what? I think the American church is a trek that's uphill. Because the American church is so comfortable. It's so full of hypocrites. People who are more interested in making sure, hey, are there donuts when I go into this church? Do they have comfy chairs? Do they have a children's ministry that, that plays games and does these specific things that I want them to do for my kids? We're so involved in consumerism. <clears throat> I'm going to preach a series on consumerism soon. Get ready for that. But we're so engrossed in consumerism, we're not the church anymore. What do you mean go pick up trash for a day? You know what? My son, my, my nine-year-old was sitting in the car as we were driving home from picking up all that trash, and he says, Dad, why did we do that? He's like, we just picked up all this trash for, for what? And my wife said, well, why do you think? He said, I don't know, because Jesus would want us to. And she said, well, if we can make our city better, if we can love our city better, then maybe more and more people will be inspired to do the same. Maybe if we started cleaning up our town, we'd see less graffiti in it because there's more people want to be a part of that 
than a part of the rebellion. Are you with me? The real rebels get uncomfortable. Oh my goodness, I've seen so many Facebook rebel rebels. This hey, this is the Constitution of the United States. This is what I believe in. You know, we, we believe in guns, we believe in these. Listen, I love guns just as much as the next guy. But until you get off your butt, stop typing stuff in Facebook and start actually getting out there and cleaning up your city. Are you with me? If we could go and set the example. We had one of the police officers there that was part of, what did he call it? Hot or something like that. Homeless outreach team. One of the police officers there. Within two minutes of starting cleanup, we found a homeless guy sitting right there on the road, able to get him get him where he needs to go so he can have somewhere to be. Yeah, yeah. He chose rehab. Are you with me? If the church wasn't there, would that have happened? Are you with me? We get all irritated. Oh, they're just asking for money, these guys sitting there panhandling. But then we're not out there doing something about it. Come on, church. I want to blow this city's mind. I just need some crazy people. Am I, am I looking at the craziest people in the room? I need some crazy people that are saying, hey, I'm in. Let's take the city. Let's take it all. I want the governor calling saying, hey, why is French Valley the most prosperous city in Southern California? That's what I want to hear. Do you want to hear that? I'm not talking about prosperity doctrine. If you just rub the, rub the lamp the right way, then Jesus will just bless it and it'll be good. Are you with me? I'm talking about getting dirty, taking, taking some, doing some stuff about it. Are you with me? All of a sudden, Chelsea, don't worry. I'm not going to take it all off. It's going to be all right. She's like, woo, this is going to be a good service. Are you with me? Right? But sometimes you got to get gritty. Sometimes you got to get, go, get to work and do something. Are you with me? Sometimes you got to sweat. Sweating faith. You know what the, the Bible says that faith will move mountains. You know what I think that means? I don't think it means that it's always he's going to pick up the mountain and cast it in the sea. You know what I think it means? He's going to give you a daggone shovel. Because it's time to move the mountain. There's a mountain in front of us. If we are going to change church culture, if we're going to change church culture, it takes each and every one of us. Not just some crazy sweaty guy up here shouting. It takes each and every one of us to say, I'm in. I want to see God move. I want to see the real deal. I want to see people's lives changed. I want to see people's shackles just falling off of families. I want to see that same generational curse that's gone from one drug addiction to the next drug addiction to alcohol addiction to this thing and that thing. I want to see that stuff broken off of families. You know what? Count me in, Pastor. Count me in. I want to be a part of the church. I want to see God move. Are you with me? This church will not look the same in the next couple of years. I'm telling you that right now. Because all of a sudden we're going to have people that are not just pretending to have faith waiting for a new donut to be given to us so we can sit in the thing for the next hour and a half. Instead, we're going to have a church of people that says, hey, pastor, I'm in. Yeah, I, I would love to see such crazy people that we don't even sit in the chairs. You know, you're like, yeah, we don't need chairs, pastor. Let's be crazy. Let's be crazy. I'm going to stand the whole time. I just want to praise God. We don't need these chairs. We don't need this building. We could go preach in the parking lot. Are you with me? We did it for a year. COVID made us do it. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind doing it again. Getting uncomfortable getting uncomfortable because I just believe that the church needs this I just believe it'll set a lot of us free point number three and we're finishing up I will stop objecting God and start praising him 
I will stop objecting God and start praising Him. That comes from that Acts eleven eighteen. When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. I believe that we will have a church that when somebody, maybe they're just this crusty old Christian that's done the same thing over and over again, gone to one church after another. I've seen it all. It's always the same old thing. And when they come in here and they go, wait, I'm going to stop objecting. Praise God, I found a church full of people that actually believe in their faith, that will stand in front of the gunpoint and say, I'm first. Are you with me? Take me first. I'm going. I hope I got some crazy people in here. It's only going to get crazier from here. It's only going to get crazier from here. I, I can't wait until government programs mean nothing because they kind of already do, in my opinion. I know that some people grew up taken care of by the government. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful that there are government programs, but I think the church should step up. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that government programs don't help people. I'm saying that the church should step up so the government doesn't have to. Because if the church steps up, we'll start seeing our youth knowing Jesus, praying and seeing miracles happen in the middle of the street instead of seeing paintings on the side of the wall. What would happen if somebody is radical that's going, hey, I just want to be seen. I just want to be known. So I'm going to put my mark on the side of this building. Look at me. Here I am. And then all of a sudden, that same person encountering God, knowing like, holy mo, if I pray, if I have faith and I pray, I'll watch people get out of wheelchairs. Are you kidding me? God can do that? And if you say he can't, I'll, I wouldn't mind testing that. Are you with me? Oh my gosh, when COVID came, I kept praying and saying, God, send me in. I'm ready. I'll go into that COVID unit and I'll pray everybody out. Are you with me? And he didn't do it. I was pretty upset. I was pretty upset. I'm like, Lord, come on. Like, you know I'll do this. We'll empty it out. Because I believe that God will do it. And he can. That he loves his children. 